Hey, Dr. Mike here. Is your appetite raging and you'd like to fight back? Well, stay tuned to learn how. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and of course, I'm always with my co-host, Dr. Crystal Gossert. Welcome, Dr. Gossert. Good to be here, Dr. Mike. Hey, special show today. This is um, an important topic. Um, I know it's a it's a research interest of life extension. Myself and Dr. Gossert. You know, it's all about thinking about how, you know controlling appetite and managing appetite better to maintain healthier weight and. There's a lot of interesting things that go along with this, and I'm excited because, Dr. Gosser, why don't you tell us who we have with us today? Yes, we have a special guest. She, uh, Her name is Dr. Asha Jaja Chimeza. She is uh, has a PhD in chemistry and is an experienced research scientist with life extension, and I know that uh, just our initial talk, she has really been digging into the science of appetite and and we'll share some tips for our listeners today. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Asha is the one that does all the work. Crystal and I just get up here and have fun and talk about <laughs> the work that she does. Dr. Asha, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me today. I'll let yeah. you take off at this, Dr. Crystal. Okay, Dr. I have so many questions. I know, um, I know you with do. With so little time. So I'm just going to jump right in on this idea that people, one, they struggle to lose weight. It is very difficult uh, for many people, but even the ones that are very successful struggle to keep it off. And I just want your thoughts on why is that the case? Why is it so difficult? And, and why do we typically just gain it back and sometimes gain back more? Yeah, that you know, that's one of the things that's been plaguing a lot of people for for quite a while now. Um, but but you know, the body has its its adaptations that kind of is thought to evolve to prevent starvation from back in the days. And so, whenever people are on this calorie restricted diet, um, in order to lose weight, they tend to have changes where they see increases in um, certain appetite hormones, which are primarily the hunger hormones that make you feel a lot hungrier. Um, and it also is accompanied with reductions in your satiety hormones, which are those hormones that help you to feel full. Um, and and this, this combination just kind of drives your need to want to eat more. So that helps you to, you know, put back on that weight or helps you to not lose as much weight as you're supposed to be losing. That's a really interesting concept. I've heard Dr. Mike talk about this, right. Dr. Mike. It's well, like I, mean, I, mean, the, I mean, listen, the human, it's hard for us to understand this. I think Dr. Asha will agree with me that, you know, in today's world, it's not so much famine and stuff anymore. Although there are places in the right. world where it's bad, no doubt. But generally speaking, at least in our country, I mean, there's food at every corner. So, so people don't realize that 10,000 years ago, it wasn't like that. There wasn't McDonald's. Right, you know, and, and, and famine and starvation was a real thing, and so over over those years, the body just has come up with some really awesome ways not to starve. And so, if you start dieting, your body's like, "I'm I'm starving." Famine's hitting, and on and, and now you're fighting against all these mechanisms that have been developed over eons of years. So, man, everybody, take a break. You're fighting against evolution. It's okay, <laughs> right? Absolutely. But I guess 
you kind of have to fight back, Doctor Mike. I think that's what I this knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Well, but what I meant by that is it's not a lack of will. Right. You are you are fighting against a lot of real mechanisms in the body. So yeah, let's fight back against those. But give yourself a break when it comes to the that that idea that I'm just not I can't do it. I'm not good enough. You know, I'm lacking will. That that's old talk, right? Absolutely. Now, are they so what are some of the ways to fight back? I, I would imagine one thing that we've talked about before is just kind of taking it slow. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a part of the issue is that we try to lose weight? Like we want results and we want it now. Yeah, I, absolutely. That That is a big, a big, a big, a, I think that's a big issue. Um, because the slower you take it, the more that you can adapt to maintaining a, a you know, a caloric de deficit, um, and then also increasing your exercise because, you know, it's a complete lifestyle, um, change that you want to make. You want to have a healthier diet as well as exercising a little bit more. And those all help to, to kind of modulate those those physiological responses in the body also. Okay. So what, what about the person that yes, they do lose it fast. Do you think it's possible to, to keep it off? And what would be those strategies for this, for the person that, you know, that maybe they did some extreme diet? Because we know that's what people are probably going to do regardless. We're going to tell, we're telling them or telling our <laughs> listeners to slow down, but that's probably what's not happening in the real world. So how right. do we overcome or, or maintain that weight loss if we've lost it quickly? Yeah. So it, it's, it's definitely possible to maintain it after you've lost it quickly, but it's a little bit more challenging, which is why they always recommend you to do it a lot slower because you can make those changes a habitual change as mm -hmm. opposed to the quickness. Um, but you know, if, if you've lost it quickly and, and you, you wanna try and maintain it, you really just have to focus on, on keeping that health, healthy lifestyle. Now, with speaking of lifestyle, let's talk about food because I'm always food first. Are there any food foods out there that can help you? Like, you know, let's say you've lost it quickly. What foods would you say I need to now add in that can keep me more satiated? Yeah. Um, so in terms of, of like macronutrients, we know that um, proteins have been shown to um, promote satiety. So that is helpful in, in keeping you satiated. Um, also, fibers are very important for that. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely go with those two larger larger groups, the, the proteins and the fibers. Now, are there any types of foods or anything that's just going to make it harder for you to keep it off? Like foods that maybe you want to limit? Like Chris, Crystal loves to eat cookies in the afternoon. Yeah. Should she not do that? Is that wrong? It would be good to limit those. Definitely limit the fatty foods and the and the high sugar foods. Um, you know, those those will definitely help you to pack on the pounds a little bit faster. Yes, well, we do know the sugar um in particular kind of stimulate those reward centers in the brain. 
and yeah. it, it makes you kind of want more of that feeling. Absolutely. <laughs> it keeps you coming back. Now, um, so we we brought you on just because I, I am aware that Life Extension has been digging into the research and the science of appetite control and, and weight management. And there's some new research on a blend of lemon verbena and hibiscus extract. And, and I know you've looked at a, a, the studies. It seems like there are several clinical studies with this blend. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, the, there's a combination of the, the lemon verbena and the hibiscus that, um, you know, they've done quite a bit of studies, not just clinical studies, but also a lot of preclinical studies. Um, but they've done about five clinical studies, um, three of which are randomized control studies, which are considered the gold standard of, of clinical studies. Um, and then they've also done a, a real-world study, which is even you know, more interesting because the, the control clinical trials are for a select group of people. But with the real world study, it really shows you how people respond to it on a on just a, a day to day basis and from okay. a wide group of people. Mm -hmm. Now, um, take us on a journey. So tell us a little bit about those randomized control studies, because, you know, as you mentioned, they are the gold standard. And, and that's the way for us to to kind of look at very specific parameters. Right. Right. And uh, so can you tell us about you know, one or maybe a couple of the randomized control studies. And I do want to hear about the real world studies, but tell us a little bit, just some highlights uh, that you saw in the randomized control studies, and, and then we can go into the real world. Sure. So they, they like I mentioned, they, they did a quite a bit of, of um, clinical studies. One of the first clinical studies that they did, um, you know, they, use the the combination of these two extracts um, and they dose the individuals at once per day in the morning. Um, and one of the interesting things that they saw, in addition to them losing um, weight, which they lost an average of 5% of their body weight, um, one of the interesting things that they saw is that they also see saw an effect with satiety. And so they, they did a questionnaire for the individuals and they showed that they um, decreased the, their hunger was decreased by, by more than 50%. And they also showed that their satiety was increased by more than 50%. Um, and then they kind of did a follow-up study to that just to see, you know, what were the physiological changes that were occurring in the individuals that, you know, why they actually reduced, you know, felt a reduce in their hunger. Um, mm -hmm. And they showed that there were changes in, in these um, appetite-related hormones that are kind that, that are related to them seeing these effects in the um in their reduced hunger and increased satiety. So that's that's awesome. Just to pause here and and just to show, I, I think it's beautiful because one, you're seeing subjective data. You know, I, yeah. I feel like I'm less hungry in that right. first study. And then the second study, the researchers are now seeing why those participants felt less hungry. Yeah, definitely. Now tell us about the real world study and, and what do we mean by real world? 
Yeah, so with the real world study, these these individuals weren't, you know, selected for speci specific parameters. They weren't instructed to, um, you know, have a certain caloric intake or or exercise. Um, so this was just where the individuals from who just felt like they wanted to lose some weight, they just signed up for it and they took the the product. Um, and then just kind of reported what would happen, what happened to them mm. um, during the process. But this this real world study in 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 com in combination with the the ingredients that they took, um, they also had an app, and so the app was where they were able to track their fruit and vegetable intake and their water intake, and then also track their exercise. So with them being able to use the app to track this, they were able to, you know, see improvements in how much vegetables and fruits they eat, which, you know, it's a part of that whole big fiber package to help you feel fuller. Um, mm -hmm. But then it's also they're able to see how much exercise they do. And that kind of helps to motivate them to just develop these healthier, this healthier lifestyle. So in this in this study here, so just so I can understand it better. And this is why we call it a real world study, right? That they weren't bound by a lot of strict clinical trial rules. Basically, they were using the product in their real life, their daily lives, using this app to help to try to make improvements. So that's kind of that's kind of the setup there, right? Yes. We're not we're not putting on them all these you know, eat this, walk this many minutes. It was just using this product in their everyday lives. Yes, exactly. Which is, you know. Well, I that's how it should be. That's emulating how the real world. I mean, here's the thing: if if you if you have a clinical trial that had a bunch of restrictions and people lost weight, and you wanted to emulate that, you would have to copy the clinical trial. You would have right. to do all the things they they laid out to the subjects in that clinical trial. Who does that? Right. Right. No one really. <laughs> right. Now, and I want to go back to the app part. Um, so they they used an app and they tracked their water intake, fruit and vegetable exercise. So it just kind of kept them accountable. And Dr. Mike, we've talked about the importance of having accountability. Yeah, yeah. And did they, so I'm assuming the app also reminds them to take the the supplement as well. And, and it also reminds them to take the supplement. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that that's so important. You know, compliance is key to all of this accountability, like you just said, Dr. Crystal, I think is huge, right? You need somebody who's mm -hmm. going to help you and support you, not necessarily judge you all the right. time. <laughs> either to help. So the app is kind of like, like, uh, wait, what did you call it once, Dr. You, you gave a name to these kind of, what, what did um, you say? Pocket accountability partner. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> well, I know personally when I, when I track what I'm eating, um, I first of all, I'm I'm just so surprised <laughs> when mm -hmm. I the difference between my mental tracking and actually <laughs> doing it. It's, it's a little off, huh, Doctor Christosa? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, it, it's personally has helped me. Now, I would like, uh, can you just share the the weight, the the changes in in weight? in this study and maybe how it compared to the clinical studies, the clinical trials. 
Yeah, so th that was one of the interesting things we saw is that in the real world study, they had very similar results as they did in these controlled clinical studies. Mm -hmm. And and that that was an average of, of a 5% um, weight loss from their starting body weight. Um, and that 5% is what we know to have to be clinically meaningful. So it has right. clinical yep. benefits for that 5%. Um, and we saw that um, you know, a lot of the participants did have that five percent weight loss in the real world study compared to the to the clinical the control we, clinical studies. Listen, the five percent to some people may not sound like a lot, but you you do um, reap benefit, you know, yes. whole body benefit from from a five percent weight loss, right? Doctor Chris, right. we talked about that before: sugar metabolism, overall metabolism, cardiovascular health, right? There's a lot of benefit at five percent. A lot. Yes, we have. And, and so I would say um, it's something I, I may consider. <laughs> no, no, Dr. Oz, I, Dr. Crystal tries everything. So that's not. <laughs> <a statement. laughs> this sounds pretty good. Yeah, no, this was really fantastic. I appreciate your time coming on and talking to us about this. I love the fact that that there's research looking at and even now um, um, some extracts looking at how to better manage the body's reaction to a reduction in calorie intake. Right. And it's so, so it's like you said, Dr. Chris, so it's fighting back, but it's fighting back in a good way, a smart way. It allows people to, to benefit from some weight loss, benefit from whole body um, um, improvement in health. Um, and, and, and it's going slow. And that's, I think, key, you know, it's, yes. it's, it's becoming more of a lifestyle. Yes. Right. When, it, when you're when you when you do it real hard, and real fast, that's not a lifestyle. You're not going to keep that up. Right. So this is more of a lifestyle thing focused on the appetites. You have your um, if I get this right, Dr. Crystal, your your pocket uh, accountability partner. Right. Yes, is that right? That's right. Dr. Um, and that's the app that that helps you along. So thank you so much for coming on today. Dr. Crystal, great show. Hey, don't forget at liveforeverish.com. There are a ton of podcasts you can download, you can like, you can share, you can comment and of course, subscribe so you never miss a show. We post a new one every single Monday and then a summary of that show every single Wednesday. That is at liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.